Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, and I'm here with my co-host, Jose Angel. How are you today? I'm doing great. Are you sure, Tony? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm doing great. All right, all right. I'm okay. You didn't ask, but I I, yeah, I answered. I, I didn't really ask. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, if you read the title, you know that we are doing one of the queens, one of the deep fried uh, empresses, if if we don't say so ourselves. Oh, I love it. Uh, what is her name again? Paula Dean. Paula Dine. She got a middle name? <laughs> I did not even looked it up. Oh, my gosh. The research is sorely lacking. I know. <laughs> if. Or to be fair, it was supposed to be on last episode, so I forgot it by now. Ooh, I feel like that was a jab. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Mm. But well, were you I'm a fan pro- of Paula Dean? When she was a- still on air? I don't know. No, I just knew of her. I don't think she's. I was her demographic of being a fan, nor was I looking for. However, she did have some good Walmart cakes. <laughs> he did have some good Walmart cakes. I'm about to take your word for it. Um, are you a fan of they cooking gone. shows in general? Uh, no, but I grew up uh, with grandparents who, when cooking shows were on the Food Network like all day, they used to have the the TV on the Food Network all day. So uh, I grew up around some of the bigger hosts that went through and got big and famous. You know, the M- Mario's and M emeralds and the neelys and all those other people but no i didn't really watch it yeah i was trying to think if i watched a cooking show with you and i remember one time it was on but i think it was your roommate watching it so yeah if anything if i'm on the food network it's about chopped <laughs> or cutthroat kitchen it ain't about watching people do recipes no more yeah, I'm not a fan of cooking shows. I got into Selena Plus Chef earlier this year, but besides that, I'm not a fan. What is that? Serena Plus Selena. Chef? It is Selena Gomez, and she does not know how to cook. And it was like during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So like a famous chef is on there with her and like zooming with her. And they're like trying to teach her how to cook. And it's just hilarious because she drops everything or she burns stuff and interesting yeah it's a really good show it's on hbo yeah i don't really watch selena gomez stuff no more so maybe oh there's another show <laughs> not that oh, it, uh, maybe do it paula dean but there's another show on hulu that i just started with her and it. it's uh only murderers in the building it's really good yeah i still haven't heard of that either <laughs> <laughs> but back to paula dean oh yeah yeah back to the host yeah i mean back to the the subject. subject. <laughs> I got most of my information from Paula's book, It Ain't All About Cooking, and Nigga. the New York Times, and from the deposition she did in 2013. Paula and Dean. Oh, I guess her middle name's Dean. I mean, her middle name's Anne. <laughs> Paula and Dean was born January 19th, 1947. Oh, she close to me. I mean, her, just, just in her date. Yeah. Her, her, <laughs> her maiden name is Hairs, I think it's pronounced. It's H I E R S. That yeah. makes her a Capricorn, but she's right on the cusp of it. She barely makes the cut. Exactly. So we don't officially claim her, you know, <laughs> especially as niggas. 
I'm just, just me, I'm sorry. I'm just so ready for all the, the, the gratuitous use of me just saying the N word, but you'll cut out some of it. So it won't be that much. So growing up, Paula and her family lived in the back of a gas station and souvenir shop in Albany, Georgia. Her mama, Corey and daddy Earl owned the shop. She also had a younger brother named Bubba. brand. <laughs> yeah. The way Paula talks about her family, they do seem like a tight-knit family. Mm -hmm. In 1957, so Paula's around 10 now, she says a Black woman is watching her while her mama is busy working. And the woman has a young daughter who has some, like, blisters on her hands. And for some reason, Paula says she whacks them. So she hits her hands, causing the blisters to open. The girl? Yeah, the little girl. Oof. Of course, this causes Paula to get in trouble by the mom and the little girl's mom either smacks Paula or spanks her or maybe both. And Paula says in her book, it ain't all about cooking that she did deserve to get smacked or spanked, but you've lost me. Hold on. The, the, the little black girl got blisters on her hands. Paula hits them. Oh, Paula's hitting them. Why did Paula hit them? <laughs> she says she doesn't know. She's like, something calls okay, her to do I it. Was, I was wondering where the disconnect was. I thought you meant like this little girl had these terrible blisters and was whacking them open and whacking them herself. But that's even worse. Paula just, for no reason, just whacking open bitches' blisters? Yeah, for some reason she did that. So and the so the girl whoops, I mean, the mom whoops her. She either smacks her or spanks her or both. Paula doesn't really remember. Uh -huh. And she says she did deserve to get smacked or spanked. But little Paula ends up going to her parents and grandparents crying, saying she got hit. And her granddaddy does end up calling the law on the woman. And the woman is jailed. Yeah, it's fucked up time. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a real fucked up time for the black people. And Paula, the adult, can realize that. But Paula, the little kid, has got that black woman jailed. Yes. I don't know how long she was jailed for, but Paula wrote in her book she felt bad for it. And considering that this was 1957 in Georgia, I can see them arresting a black woman for spanking a little white girl. Oh, that's and it's not really... <sighs> This is somebody who's uh who's on there, like who works for them though, right? Or, or no? she was watching Paula, so I don't know if she worked for them, but someone they knew. Either or, I still think that's yeah. It's, it, they didn't have no reason to do it either way, is what I'm saying. And yeah. So yeah, it's fucked up. Again, Paula says she feels bad now, and it has always haunted her. I just wish I knew how long this woman was in jail. It doesn't change anything, but it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Paula also talks about how there were signs that said whites only and colored restrooms, but she didn't really pay attention to it. She grew up and it didn't really affect her that much. She well, says, why that, would it? <laughs> yeah. She says that she and her younger brother, Bubba, didn't even really know who Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was at the time. And black people were part of their lives and they played together, but they did their own things. Well, I mean, this just sounds like a little girl who just whose whose parents did not let her know about anything in the world she just was going around playing i mean it don't sound like uh bad but it don't sound that good like she trying to paint it like but it didn't matter if it was black or white we were around everybody but not really because you did you you clearly knew that y'all were still separate yeah um i included this stuff not in a way to like painter painter like attack her or even defend her but it 
kind of sets the scene, I guess. And maybe once we get to what we're talking about later, it'll explain it more. Yeah, maybe just give a little background on her. Yeah. Paula grew up loving two things, food and cheerleading. She says if there was a way she could have made money off of cheerleading, that is what her career would have been, a cheerleader. Uh. Paula is also learning how to cook from her grandma. Her mom would try to teach her, but you know how some people, they just can't have you in the kitchen. She would just get too annoyed with Paula. (laughs) I'm like that all the time, even though I hate cooking. I'm like, please (laughs) just back up. You're just not cutting it right. You're getting on my nerves. Yeah, some people just can't have other people in their kitchen. So she does get most of her lessons from her grandma. In 1965, five black girls are the first to be integrated into Paula's senior class in Albany High School. So that's the first time ever for Paula going to school with black people. In high school, and it's her senior year. Her senior year. This tells you how old, well, no offense, how old she is and how how different the time was in, in some ways. Yeah. Paula didn't have much interaction with them. She just said she felt sorry for them being the only black girls in school. And now looking back at it, she wishes she would have done more to include them, like having them join the cheerleading team, which is all good and fine now. But, you know, those white folks weren't going to allow them to be on the cheerleading team. Yeah, it's just how much is this? Um, and and this is not solely directed at Paula, but this is for like all the, uh, I guess, older white people who say, you know, I wish I could have. How much is that? Do you really wish you could have? Are you just saying you know, now in this point in time, I, I got to say what sounds right. Yeah. And this was all in Paula's book. So it's OK knows? for you to be like, yeah, bitch, I was scared. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to him because I knew that the white people's going to turn against me, which I mean, is unfortunately true. And sometimes as well, even allies were looked down upon. But, you know, some people are built for going through stuff like that. And some people aren't. I think with Paula, how she paints the pictures that she was just doing her own thing like she didn't really pay them much attention like she wasn't an active racist she she just was kind of ignorant to how the world word worked at that point yeah she had you know cheerleading which was important to her dating and that was and it. food and food yeah like we say it wasn't something that affected her that much blah blah, blah. around this time paula does want to become a model which she doesn't pursue mainly because of her boyfriend, Jimmy Dean. Oh my God, his sandwiches is no, the bomb. Not, not, not the right Jimmy Dean. The croissant, <laughs> egg, and sausage with the no, cheese? No, oh. Round one. Damn. She had a crush on Jimmy Dean for a while, but when she went on a double date with her friend and Jimmy Dean, they really hit it off. <laughs> Just you saying Jimmy Dean is cracking me up, <laughs> I think, Jimmy Dane. I think I wrote Jimmy, Jimmy Dean every time. Yeah, I don't think I ever wrote Jimmy. We, yeah, it's Jimmy Dane. She says Jimmy Dean was controlling and jealous, but she really wanted to become a wife and a mama. So she didn't mind it too much because she thought once they got married, things would change. Jimmy Dean does end up proposing to her in 1965. So fresh out of high school and mm. they get married. Locked her down. <laughs> yes. Her mom and dad did try to talk her out of it. Her mom told her, I hope you're okay with things you don't like about him because you won't be able to change him down the road. Again, Paula was 18 and in love. And um, so she went ahead with the wedding. Uh-uh-uh. Her parents told her they could throw her a big wedding or buy her a stove and a refrigerator. 
but not both. <laughs> and she chose the <laughs> stove and refrigerator. That's a smart woman right there. Yeah, it was a more practical decision, and she used the stove and refrigerator more often. If somebody gave me that offer in 2021, I'm taking it. <laughs> yes. You know how much appliances are? Once Paula is married, she finds work as a bank teller. At this point in her book, Paula has a quote that says, the tragedies began, and with them, I began to die. And it's a sad quote, but it does fit what's happening in her life. Her marriage to Jimmy Dean is not great. Jimmy Dean loved to drink, getting drunk all the time, and this would cause him and Paula to fight. Paula says he was not physically abusive, but they would get into shoving matches. And Sounds that, a little physical abusive to me. Yeah. And at one time she talks about him spanking her. And it wasn't like, you know, a kinky spank. It was like during an argument. But Damn. she still says he was not physically abusive, just verbally. Maybe they got a good relationship. She ain't trying to rock the boat. But, you know, we going to call a spade a spade. Because if it was anybody else saying that about anybody else, you're going to. It's like shoving. What is a shove? Yeah, I don't know if it's just like because she's from a different time or yeah. if it's because it's the father of her children or what. But she does paint him kind of in a good picture. You know, just keeping the cars close to her chest. Uh, it's okay. A few Not months really. into their marriage, Paula's daddy gets sick and he needs a valve replacement. And at that time, it's a pretty new procedure, but he does end up getting it. But he has a stroke on the table. He survives that, but his right arm is paralyzed. And a few months later, while he is driving, he dies because he has developed a blood clot around the valve replacement and has crashed his truck. Oh, my gosh. That is so sad. It is. And it it really affected Paula. Paula says, quote, my thinking when daddy died was screwed up as a Chinese checkbook right off the bat. And it didn't get much better for a long time. Which <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was I was with her, and then what? Until she said Chinese checkbook. Exactly. It threw me off because I was empathizing with her. I was about to say when when you lose anybody, but especially your father, that that hurts. Especially when you go through like what she went through, where it seems like he's initially saved, and then something tragic like that happens after he's went through the surgery. <laughs> the Chinese checkbook. I, I was listening to the audiobook when I heard that. I'm like, what, what'd she just say? <laughs> I had to rewind it. But yeah. Um, Paula took her dad dying very hard. He was only 40 and she was only 19. She starts to comfort herself with food. Around this time, Paula starts developing panic attacks. She reasoned with herself that God would only take her dad away so young would be because Paula was going to die soon. And God didn't want her dad to go through that. Damn. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but Paula's not thinking right. Yeah, she's just trying to rationalize why this would happen. Yeah. In 1967, she has her first son, Jamie. Two years after that, she has her second son, Bobby. Paula's mama dies November 9th, 1970. One month after her 44th birthday, Paula's now 23. Corey, her mom, developed bone cancer, and even though they amputated her leg to help her, it was too late. Corey would die from the bone cancer. Oh, my gosh. It's so fucking sad. I feel so bad. Yeah. Jimmy Dean and Paula allow Paula's now 
16-year-old brother, Bubba, into their home. Paula is only seven years older than Bubba, but she does kind of become like his parent. And it is a role that she's kind of always had as being the oldest sibling. I definitely understand that. Yeah, you would understand that being the oldest. I've definitely had to, whether... Whether it was unconscious or consciously, you know, just you see when your mom's going through a hard time, you know, help out. Hey, y'all shut up. Be quiet. Let's everybody be. Let mama take a nap. Uh, Let me take care of dinner. Everybody be quiet. Leave mama alone. You know, something try to ease. In her case, she's trying to ease her own heartache. And she's also trying to make sure her, her brother's okay, And that still has a parental figure in his life. Yeah. These deaths left Paula shaken. She soon became scared to leave her house. Anytime she would want to leave the house, she would feel fear. Or when she was out already, she would just need to return home. She would have panic attacks and would be ashamed of these panic attacks. So it was like a vicious cycle of going out, having a panic attack, which would give her more anxiety, which would cause her to have more panic attacks. Mm -hmm. She's not only just scared of herself dying, but now she's also scared of her two sons dying. And And that's Paula, what happens when that anxiety ain't treated. It just spreads. Yeah. Paula struggles with this for years. And really, the only thing that she's doing to help herself is like breathing into a brown paper bag. She but, tries. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, does that work? I'll be seeing that in the movies and stuff. And I've been too much of a bitch to try it myself. <laughs> I <laughs> but think does it, that work? I think it works because it regulates your breathing. Like if you <laughs> breathe all the way in to expand it and then breathe out like it helps you breathe slower and deeper mm-hmm. interesting One i'm day. not a doctor so i don't know if it's true no, I, i'm gonna go to a liquor store i'm gonna give me a brown paper bag and try it. <laughs> you just I have just to been, go to a liquor store to get it well i wanted to confirm it worked for some reason i just i've seen it everywhere but i've never tried it myself or it helped paula <laughs> she tried to go to a therapist but back in that day in georgia people didn't really go to therapy and she really couldn't afford it So she only went once. She also went to her pastor to talk about her panic attacks and not wanting to leave the house and to get help for Jimmy Dean's drinking. And the pastor just called her a spoiled brat and said her husband should be able to drink. So that was no help. Oh, God damn. You got Paula caught up in the Southern Baptist Bible Belt. She can't be free (laughs) from Jimmy Dean. I wanted to include this early stuff because it does show how far Paula has come. When I first she had, when she had or has agoraphobia, I was shocked. It is not something she was able to co- overcome all at once, mm-hmm. but she did suffer with it for like 20 years. And I will say this, I, I wouldn't have called that either just because what you do, what, what I uh have seen of Paula Dean before, I guess, whatever scandal came up, she was always so like happy and bubbly and all that. Yeah. So you don't really know about somebody's dark past or if they have had um, tragic things happening in their life when you only know so much on the surface, but yeah, you wouldn't get that unless you dug or knew like a big fan of her, I guess. Yeah. I think she saw on a talk show, they were talking about agoraphobia. So now she at least had a name for it and that does help her deal with it somewhat like you ain't the only one out there dealing with this shit exactly in 1989 paula starts selling food out of her home it is something she is good at and something she can do from home 
Her sons act as delivery boys, and her sons only went along with it because it's their mom, and they didn't really believe in her. <laughs> Damn. They it must was... have got that quoted somewhere because they were <laughs> with confidence. Jimmy Dean, her husband, just can't keep a job. And Paula says in her book, like, you know, he's not lazy. He's a good worker. He's just a rolling stone. But oh, he, damn, Paula, which one is it? He he just can't keep a job. Um, he's drinking too much. But he's a good man and, and yeah. he can keep one, but he just can't keep one. But he's he's kept them. So this selling the food becomes her only source of income. And when she asked Jimmy Dean to start up the catering business, he called her an idiot. But she says he did give her $200 and said, here you go, bitch. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean was around for the early stages, but they did end up divorcing. As I and he, I'm glad before she hit a big Jimmy Dean, <laughs> that boy is mean and he don't deserve none of her green. No, she said in her book, like, I forgot who she said, but someone saw him drinking before, like making deliveries. And she's like, where she can't have that for her business. And the final mm-hmm. straw was he was supposed to like pay a bill for the son's truck or something. And he didn't. And the truck got repossessed. And she's like, you know, that's it. You can mess with me, but you can't mess with my children. Go ahead, put your put your foot down. In 1996, she is also able to open her first restaurant, The Lady and Sons. 1999, USA Today gives The Lady and Sons the International Meal of the Year. She releases a cookbook which sold 70,000 copies in one day. Damn. She, she was goes popping. On, yeah, she's starting to expand. She goes on QVC for her first TV appearance. She starts appearing in Food Network shows in 2001, and Paula is very likable, and in 2002, she has her own show, Paula's Home Cooking, and some other shows as well. In 2005, Paula has a magazine called Cooking with Paula, and I would just kill to have my own magazine. Really? That seems like a lot of work. I'd rather have (laughs) the show and everything else. Yeah, I I want it all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Come on, media mogul. 2007, It Ain't All About Cooking comes out. Ain't all about cooking. She has also released more cookbooks. 2007, Paula wins a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Lifestyle Host. Good looking, good cooking. (laughs) So multiple TV shows, multiple books, multiple restaurants. Paula seems to be on top of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. She got everything. Yeah. But she's about to fall. That is until June 25th, 2013. Yeah. National Enquirer has, I think it was like the front page, and it says, Paula Dean, racism shocker explodes. And then in like bullet points, it says, she went a black staff to dress like slaves at a wedding. Video mm-hmm. exposes a N-word porn and cocaine shockers. Mm-hmm. Her $17 million business faces ruin. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this stemmed from a May 17th deposition I think the National Enquirer says a video. I didn't find the video, but I didn't. I did find the transcript, and mm-hmm. I didn't really look for the video, so it could be out there. Lisa Jackson, a former manager at one of Paula's restaurants, Uncle Bubba's. <laughs> Uncle Bubba's. Everybody gets a piece <laughs> of this pie. Yes. <laughs> Some things that come out is if they ask Paula if she knew her brother Bubba went to rehab for drinking and cocaine. 
She said she knew, but she says he went to support his wife who had a problem. So they both had a problem? The way Paulus makes it seem is like she went to support his wife, which doesn't make sense. I've never really heard of a rehab where you go to support someone else. Mm -hmm. They ask her if she knows Bubba now drinks, and she says he did socially. They say there are claims that he came in to work drunk. Paula claims she's never heard anyone mention that. And Paula's not always at this restaurant. You know, she has. She has a multi-billion dollar business. She's everywhere. She can't be at one place. Baba admits in his deposition, which took a place a day before Paula's to reviewing pornography in the workplace and saying the N-word in the workplace. Oh my God. Bubba just rocking around (laughs) saying nigga watching porn. Nasty. Paula says Bubba has a sense of humor and that didn't make him a bad person and told jokes. (laughs) No. (laughs) She said the niggas is just jokes. (laughs) We just joking with the niggas. Why the niggas so sensitive? Okay, I'm sorry. That's just only like five. When they press her if the jokes were about race or sexual, she does say they were sometimes, but she doesn't use those jokes. When asked about the porn, Paula says she heard Lisa Jackson was the one who showed the porn. Mm. When they asked her if she used the N-word before, she said she did. When Paula was still working as a bank teller, she was robbed. And when she was telling her husband, Jimmy Dean, about the robbery... She said she might have said it. Mm. Okay. The robbery at this point was over 30 years ago. I don't know why Paula didn't lie about it and just like say no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what is so crazy? I, (sighs) damn, this is what canceled her. I feel so bad because it's such a small time that yeah, I definitely would not have brung that shit up. (laughs) Woody, she must have used such a harsh er when she described (laughs) this man that it's been laying on her heart and she had to confess 30 years past yeah because why why and she says that's the only time she said it probably she also said she might have said it if she was saying like something someone in the kitchen said or something please if if she was like retelling something that someone else said she might have said it Um, to me and this is just my speculation i think the reason she would admit to saying it is because she knows she has said it more than once and somebody will call her and yeah someone can call her out because it does not make sense to me like maybe she is a good person who doesn't like lying but Uh -uh. i don't know (laughs) i don't know Oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? Not even funny, but I've been, I don't know, for some reason, bank teller always seemed like a solid, stable job to me. And I always wanted to be one. But what always deterred me was that set it off scene where she gets robbed by somebody she know. What's the person? And Paula Dean knew this person. So that's why I'm just saying. Now you're telling me Paula Dean, it doesn't happen to her. Well, not exactly in that way. I'm just like, yeah, Katrina will never be a bank teller in this lifetime. But it seems so nice. They get to sit down. You count money. You know I had a job where I counted money. So easy. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, when Paul, so like we said, if 
she could have said it other times. She said possibly when she was retelling a story or <laughs> something she heard, but it was never in a mean way. And Paula's mm-hmm. kids and brother Bubba would never use it in a mean way. But they all use it frequently. <laughs> <laughs> when asked about what is a nice way to say the N-word, she said in a joke, but she doesn't tell those types of jokes. So is it, so are you, are, are we using it or not? <laughs> Do we know that you ain't supposed to be having that word in your mouth or not? She also talks about planning her brother's wedding and talks about how she was out to eat with her husband, her new husband, who I didn't write his name in here because he's not that important in the story. John Dean. <laughs> no. <laughs> and there was these black servers and they were like, you know, older men, like 30 years old or 40 years old. And they were dressed in all white and had dinner jackets and bow ties. And they were just so professional. And she just loved it, how it looked. Mm-hmm. So she wanted her brother to have a real Southern plantation wedding. Oh, so let's go back in the days when the Negras used to serve us. <laughs> she said she saw pictures and it re- represented a different era. And oh like before gosh. and after the Civil War. And when asked if she meant slaves, she said, yes, I would say they were slaves. <laughs> Why but, they all got to be black? What is up with just not having a diverse, they, a diverse waiting staff? They asked her that in the deposition. And she's like, well, it's not really about the black or the diversity. It's about the look. And I don't want no pale faces <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Bro, Paula <laughs> Dean is too honest. She should shut up. Exactly. Like, I don't know if this is where I'm saying, like, I always want to excuse like an old white woman. Like, they don't know better or what? You be excusing old white women and I didn't know this. <laughs> like, you know, they don't know better or. Those are the people who were alive back then. It's what from a different mean? time or, you know, you try to like make excuses for them. And it's like, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that nice little black fella in his nice little white suit. And I was like, I got to get an army of you. <laughs> So, yeah, she really wanted them to be black and men and women, she said, but it was just the look she was going for. But she didn't do it because what people would think they would think it was wrong. And we never would have known if this was on your mind, if you would have kept that locked up in the safe box. Um, Before we move forward, though, does this surprise you? I guess not for a older Southern woman. No. Yeah. Um, you just got to look at where she grew up in the time period and basically everything you just told me about her past, about her not even noticing the whites and colored signs besides her just seeing that they were up and have like, you know, the difference, but you don't know the difference, but you're acting ignorant. (laughs) But then I don't know. On one hand, it's like everything that she was thinking about doing and saying was so stupid and terrible. (laughs) But on the one hand, we would have never known if she didn't even tell us about herself. So that makes me believe that she's slightly changed or she's just, she just don't know when to shut those lips. (laughs) Yes. I, I don't know. I don't want to say she should have lied because yeah, we want all the best. Exactly. We just saying if Katrina or Jose was on, that deposition we would ask for our lawyer we would plead the fifth it just would not have went down like that 
So June 21st, Food Network announced they would not be renewing Paula's contract. And from there, all these partnerships and her agency just start dropping Paula. So mm-hmm. Walmart, Target, Home Depot, and later QVC all dropped Paula's products. And it's not just cookbooks. Paula had an empire. She had cookware. She had hams and other food under her name. Postcards. She had <laughs> She everything. had hams? Yeah. Paula Dean hams? Uh-huh. Paula Dean yeah. cakes. Oh, okay. That sounds <laughs> accurate as well. I don't know that, but dang, they took her down. Not the yeah. cookware. I want to <laughs> not stick steal it. <laughs> June 26, Paula goes on the Today Show. Matt Lauer is interviewing her, and he does press her on if she's a racist. She, <laughs> Matt Lauer. <laughs> she claims she is not, and she tries to defend herself, saying she's being sabotaged. She says that someone who worked for her is just trying to take everything she worked hard for. So she's okay. talking about Lisa Jackson. Okay, so that's what I was about to say real quick. So she, this was this deposition just open to the public, or was it like leaked? Or I think was it was an open leaked. case. And this was something that Lisa Jackson brought to Paula Dean and her family because of her brother and all that, right? Working at that restaurant. Yeah, and there's like a company too. Like, uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Resume back to the ta- the Today Show. I was just making sure I, I I had the right line of thinking. So they go over it, and you know, he asked her why didn't she lie, and she's or, <laughs> you know, why did you say so many niggas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said she was just being honest, and she says if someone out there has never said anything before that they did not regret then find a stone and throw it right at her head and kill her but (laughs) (laughs) she she does not think like anyone's out there that can do that because you know we all say stuff um it ends with her tearfully saying it is what it is and i'm not changing first of all even though it literally means nothing, it is what it is. Is an iconic statement, sentence, whatever. Uh, you can say it when you're mad or when you're happy. I feel bad because it's, <laughs> I don't want to feel bad for her, but <laughs> damn, she she literally brought this upon herself. She did. So- and so then it's only right that if you wanted to be honest, you have to. Pay for the consequences that come with the honesty, which and which she 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 acknowledged that it was wrong. Uh, did she apologize? She did. Uh, she's apologizing. She made her apology video. Yeah. She's on the show crying and apologizing. She's kind of put herself in a fucked up position because she's apologizing for the stuff that she did in the past and all this other um, crazy thinking but she's actively trying to defend herself and her family in this case so she got to walk a fine line of not trashing this who i'm assuming black woman but also she's not a black woman she's a white woman oh jesus paula (laughs) dane what did you get yourself into (laughs) so july 24th 2013 a woman named dora charles worked in paula's kitchen for 22 years she was black and she worked with paula since the beginning she said Paula asked her to ring the bell and yell for people to come to dinner. And Dora Charles said, quote, I'm not ringing no bell. There's a symbol of what we used to do back in the day. A woman named Anita Jones, nicknamed Jelly Roll, did end up ringing the bell. But <laughs> I'm when, sorry. Keep going, <laughs> Jelly Roll. But when Paula allegedly asked Jelly Roll to dress in like an Aunt Jemima outfit, she said no. 
why did you let me feel sorry for Paula Dean for a solid, <laughs> a solid 90 seconds? And then you had, you had more shit to put on my doorstep. Because <laughs> the hits keep coming. <laughs> it is what it is. And and I'm not I changing. changing. <laughs> Bro, not her trying to get the black woman to say it's meal time. <laughs> Come against the grub. And there's a picture of Jelly Roll on one of the postcards ringing the bell. Oh, of course they got that in motion. (laughs) Dora Charles alleges Paula has used racial slurs and that she was paying the white employees more. Uh. Lisa Jackson, who brought the lawsuit forward, claimed she was told to keep the front of the restaurant light. So, you know, light as in yeah, white. Yeah, come on, Lisa Jackson. Come through with the whistleblower nature. Why do I and, keep saying come through? <laughs> come forward. Tell these people. And the cooks in the back would be black, getting paid less. And Paula's restaurant are known mm. for the food, not really their service. Yeah, because the service is so light. <laughs> you can 12th, barely notice. <laughs> August 12th, the case is dismissed. Lisa Jackson is a white woman, so even though it does seem like there is discrimination drawn on Paula's restaurant, it did not affect Lisa Jackson. But damn, Lisa Jackson should have got all the all, all the black people and put it and made it a class action suit. Maybe. But damn, that's fucked up. She tried to do the right thing, I guess. <laughs> semi, sem- I, I mean, if it was all for her monetary benefit, then I guess no. But at least you blew the lid off of her fake ass behavior <laughs> maybe i kind of feel though it was more of bubba and paula was like kind of sticking up for her brother and that's why <laughs> she admitted to everything like i did 30 years ago bubba's a good man even if he said it yeah it seems like she has a thing about shielding the men in her life from mm-hmm. uh, harsh ass critiques that they deserve at that time in 2013, Paula was listed as the fourth highest paid chefs, according to Forbes, and that's no longer true. In 2015, a picture of Paula Dean dressed as Lucy, Lucy Ball, and her son dressed as Ricky goes viral, but not in a good for not for a good reason. Oh no, what did they do to her? Well, her son is just like so many shades darker. And besides, oh, mm-hmm. besides the darkening skin, I don't understand how the costume is supposed to be Ricky Ricardo. Paula oh, apologizes boy. and takes the picture down. It was from 2011. And why the fuck is he so dark? <laughs> because he's Ricky Ricardo. And I don't oh even think Ricky, um, Desi Arnaz is that girl. I don't even think he's and, that dark. And she's barely passing for uh, Lucy. I mean, it's just a costume, but like his is, you know, obviously like brown face. Like, it's obviously stupid. Ugh. So that kind of got her bad press again. Paula has somewhat made a comeback. She has a cooking show on a different network and lost a lot of weight that garnered some buzz. But the racist scandal didn't really hurt her brand, but the big companies don't really want her. But if you know, there's some hardcore Paula fans, which I'm sure there is. They can find her. Yeah, she's still out there. She's visible. She's in these streets. Yeah, she's just not as big as she once was. Not for the everyone. I will say the biggest loss was those cakes, bro. She <laughs> had a butter cake 
a chocolate cake, a lemon cake out of this world. I could just taste the racism. <laughs> the racism made it taste. I just tasted the black women tears and frustrations. But that is crazy. I did not know it was that bad. You know what I, I think I thought it was? All I heard about was her admitting on a deposition of calling this man uh, the N-word or referring to this man as being an N-word during um, a hostage situation. See, that's why I didn't even read the whole thing. I didn't even know all the details. That's all I thought it was. <laughs> but <laughs> this woman was setting the stage <laughs> for her coming out to her as as a dumbass. A little girl. She's, she's not dumb. It was just very dumb what she did. She just idolizes this pre-war and I feel like I don't want to say a lot of Southerners do, but I feel like a lot of old white people from the South might, like, before the war, you know, there were slaves, but we took care of them and everyone was happy type of thing. Yeah, but she's going back on the, like, I didn't think it was a difference, but I, I felt bad for those folks. I felt bad that they were the only white, I mean, only black girls there. And, you know, I play with black people and they <laughs> they worked for me all my life and I'm not racist, but I would love if all you black people would dress up and serve my family and ring bells for us and please <laughs> open the door for us uh, for the car and i want you to kneel down and don't get your suits dirty because then that comes out your check yeah that that messes with the image right there. it's just weird like she goes back and forth and then the whole thing what i mean this ain't really towards her scandal but i really do, does think that no, i really does i really think it speaks to more of her nature as being like that true southern woman who defends and protects her family at all costs but like her shielding the men in her family from the criticism, like the whole Jimmy Dean, like, okay, her saying he, he's not, he wasn't physically abusive, but you got into a shoving match. Also, what I think is not being said is if he could have been verbally abusive, who knows? He, he didn't keep a job, uh, but he was still a good worker, but he kept yeah. drinking. <laughs> what? Bubba's a good man, but he be saying nigga around the work her, the workplace a lot. But it's just jokes. The niggas understand. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah. She can't claim to be 100% innocent. I will say on the, the scale of scandals, um, it's not that bad. And it is she, a lighter scandal, which we needed after yeah. last week. And hopefully she's still not actively saying nigga, or at least not publicly. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to say about OPD. Um, so like we said, she has somewhat made a comeback. If you want to find her, you can't find her. I'm sure you can buy her cookware somewhere online. Um, do you have anything else to add about Paula Dean? Yeah, I apologize for all the N-words. So does Paula. Uh, <laughs> so we do like to and every episode with some kind of media that we want to recommend, that we like, that we hate. I don't think we ever done one that we hate, um, that we enjoy, that we just want to talk about. Do you want to go first? I explained uh, how I met your mother, but that I didn't say I hated it. Um, you go first, kind sir. Okay, mine is an album. Oh, a whole album. A whole album in honor of Beyonce's birthday coming up. Mine is B-Day by Beyonce. Dang, um, that's a good one. 
<laughs> I think the first Beyonce album I bought was like the B-Day Deluxe album, which had all the Spanish ones on there too. <laughs> but just a few that I like of this album is my favorite one off the album is probably Ring the Alarm. Mm, good. Great choice. Um, Deja Vu when I'm in the mood for it. Uh, Upgrade You is amazing. Yes. Get Me Bodied is amazing even more when she dances it with Solange at Coachella. Oh my God. Yeah. I like the the uh, the long mix. Yes. <laughs> the extended mix. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> I've been drinking. No, that's not on this one. Um, <laughs> you're, you're hilarious. Resentment, I had to draw me. That one had to draw me. But when her and Jay were drawing all through that stuff and she changed the lyrics, I was like, you've seen it, babe. You know what's so funny? You mentioned that too. And that's what takes me out. I loved resentment at first, but I just kept feel, feeling bad every time they did a compilation of her changing the years. <laughs> I was like, man, that's depressing as hell. I can't even listen to this song. That anymore. is depressing. And something that I just saw on Twitter, I think it was either today or yesterday. It was like a list of Beyonce's top 10 songs and her top, the bottom top 10, the worst songs. Really? Kitty what Cat. Was was on the worst one and kitty cat like when i'm in the mood for it you know it's like let's do like that's mm. actually a really good song mm, mm. it did grow on me you it, yeah that's definitely a grower but i don't think it's the top i mean i don't think it's the bottom 10 worst no offense she has four songs I school and life was that. on there too and i love school and life that's not on b day though <laughs> okay yeah sorry let me mention this i'm i'm really interrupting your media but this is a, it's a credit to you. You played School in Life for me years and years ago. And I was like, oh, this stupid song. I, I can't stand it. And then I listened to it by myself. And I was like, damn, I love this song. And then I just <laughs> kept trying to get you to play it around me again. <laughs> it, it is a good song. Um, so B-Day is a great album. It's not her best album, but it is a very solid album. And I think Beautiful Liar was on there, too. I could... No offense. I, it's not one of my faves. I that do like Shakira, though. Shakira. Um, that was also on the list of Beyonce's worst songs. And that is where we agree list. Really? I don't... It's just not... My, you know what it is? It's not that it's a... You know what? It's most... When it comes to Beyonce, very few songs do I think are terrible by her. It's just they're not for me. It's not that, a bad song, but I just don't. I, I you would never hear, you would never see these roles body roll to beautiful life. <laughs> it would just not happen. That's when I kept saying it say Beyonce's worst songs. So I was like, well, it's a Beyonce song. Um, before I change, <laughs> I'll just tell you the list of the worst songs real fast. Yes, let's discuss it real quick. So on the list of worst songs, number one, Beautiful Liar. Number two, Kitty Cat. Number uh-uh. three, Hip Hop Star, which I'll never heard I of even it. Know, I don't even know that one. I got number four, Best Thing I Never Had. What? Number what, five, what, what goes around comes around. Number five, School in Life. Number six, Sugar Mama. Mm. Number seven, Broken Hearted Girl. What? Number eight, which surprises me, Halo. Uh, it's definitely overplayed. It's overplayed, but I wouldn't say it's a worse song. Number okay. nine, Sandcastles, and number 10, Superpower. First of all, Superpower is definitely a grower. Didn't like it at first, but it's a great video. 
Uh, what was the one before Superpower? Sandcastles. Sandcastles is just not what you're going to play. So I definitely see why it's at the bottom. It just doesn't have replay value. And before we move on to your media, I'll just do her best ones too. Okay, no- come on. Number one was Formation. Love it. Number two, Mood Forever. It's not the best. I don't know why it's number uh, yeah, two. Yeah, I don't know why it's on number two either. But it's good. Number three, Me, Myself, and I, which I'll give her that one. That's an iconic grower for me. I don't know why I didn't realize the brilliance at first. Number four, Haunted. Ooh, that's a sleeper. Yeah. Jealous is not on here and Haunted is, so I feel like Jealous, you know, Angel <laughs> should be. Um, you love Jealous. I do. <laughs> that's probably my favorite Beyonce song. Number five, Daddy Lessons which I just like the Ditsy Chits version with her. I love both. In fact, Tipsies. I do watch it. I watch the performance every once in a while. Number six, Dangerously in Love 2. Yeah. Number seven, Resentment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, I Care, which actually I just started liking this year. It's a good song. It's more so just her good vocals. I don't really like to listen to I Care all the time. Number nine, Love Drought. Same. And number 10, Rocket. I don't know how Love Drought snuck into her top 10 best songs. I don't know. And I there's a lot of songs that for another maybe bonus episode that we can cover. But yeah, we're going to come up with my top 10, which yeah. I like some of those. But I don't the only one besides resentment that I would contend with is definitely Love Drought. It, I don't think it's top 10. Yeah. And I don't even know. Formation was so iconic. I don't know if it's their best song, but it it definitely deserves to be up there. Yeah, I think it's top 10, definitely. Maybe not her best one, but yeah, I love the video. Love it all. Love the the Super Bowl performance. Mm -hmm. Love the BT. No, was that Freedom? Never mind. I was going to say the BT performance. Oh, yeah, Freedom's Freedom's not on there. Yeah, Freedom. I don't know if it's top 10, but it should be like 11 or 12. Grown woman. Grown, grown woman is just funny to me. I like uh-huh. it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go with your media? All right. All right. Uh, so I chose a show today. Uh, as you, well, if you don't know, because you might not know, I, I love comedy. Um, I love laughing, things that make me laugh. So I chose one of my favorite childhood shows. I did. Which, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually not a child show, but Uh-oh. it was Mad TV. Oh, um, I loved Mad TV as a child. I didn't even know anything about Saturday Night Live until I was probably about 12. Because then I started to get into, you know, the Tina Fey's, the Maya Rudolph's, the, all those people. But uh-huh. originally I was all about Mad TV and I hurried up and turned it off as soon as it ended. Because then uh, right after Mad TV was Tales of the Crypt. And that theme song used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> but uh, I used to watch it all night uh, when it came on Saturday. Used to find a way uh, to watch it um, when I got older and when they started releasing more clips. Because um, it just got released on HBO Max this year. So it's on there. But before I had to like search on YouTube. But uh, I just wrote down some of my favorite sketches and some of my favorite cast members. So I think I'll do, I'll do cast members first. Okay. So I'd like Deborah Wilson, Ari Spears, Nicole Sullivan, Bobby Lee, Michael McDonald, Stephanie Weir, Alex Borstein, 
Mo Collins, Will Sasso, Ike Barinholtz. Those were all my favorite people who did like, well, who I felt like did the best sketches. And most of those are like the younger, I mean, the like first maybe eight seasons. Like those aren't a lot of the people who were there at the end. And then some of my favorite sketches was the Hillary Obama uh, umbrella parody. Um, any of the Stewart sketches. <laughs> the Stewart ones. Me and my brother Stewart quote the, look what I can do to this I'm day. Like, it's hilarious, especially just him being so fucking big and tall, bro, in that damn wig. Miss um, Swan, of course. Uh and of course, you know, the ones that you always see that pop up, the can I have your number? There was a summer. No, I, I shit you not. There was a whole year that all I did was watch the can I have your number video once a day. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, any of the dot sketches with uh, her sister. Uh, Bone Quee Quee is cool. Uh, Trapped in the Cover is a hilarious sketch. Do you and- remember the Beyonce one? The parody of oh, yes. emotions. Yes, I, that's a good one too. I, I can't sing it. Damn it, I was going to do it, but yeah. Uh, the the Destiny Child sketches, the Whitney Houston. Even though, unfortunately, it is kind of poor taste, but it was just back in the day. But the Whitney Houston sketches are unfortunately kind of funny, and um, the Pillsbury Doughboy sketch is hilarious too. Yeah, um, they also had one about the Dipsy Chicks. Their song, Not Ready to Make Nice. Oh, yeah. I think I do remember that. That one's hilarious. If you don't watch the video, watch that one. Damn. Forget all the ones I mentioned. <laughs> all those. Just the Destiny <laughs> Child and the Disney Ditsy Chits ones. <laughs> That's I, You know what? I think I didn't think about that one because I actually really do like the I'm Not Ready to Make Nice song so much. Anytime. Okay. It, it's always like a pattern. If I watch the Beyonce and Ditsy Chits or just the Chits now, I guess is what they're called. Um hmm their performance, I have to watch I'm Not Ready to Make Nice, and then after that, I have to go to my TV one. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add for your media? Uh, no. Um, that TV was just a good, funny show. I feel like it was so much funnier than uh, SNL, and they just did a lot more with the people that they had, even though um, they didn't really get... They got a couple of nominations, uh, but a lot of their stars didn't get to be as famous as some of the Saturday Night Live people, which yeah. I thought was tragic because a lot of them were so much more funny. I definitely want to watch that again and see if it holds up. You know, with comedy, sometimes it doesn't always hold up. Yeah, that's why I like... Or it's um, more <laughs> offensive. <laughs> like, you didn't realize t- how offensive it was. Oh, yeah. you'll It'll fall either or because sometimes it's just like, eh, that's an old-ass sketch. Okay. But a lot of the times it's just funny because you especially if you watched it before you already know that's a part of your humor anyway uh-huh okay that's it i'm done running my mind all right if you want to reach us reach out to us you can send us a email tell us a media you like or suggest us something that's at save sorry at gmail.com spelled just like the title of our podcast our instagram is save your sorry spelled just like the podcast and it's a dollar or two save your sorry so cash app which is dollar sign save your sorry spelled just like the podcast our twitter is save your sorry but the your is spelled you are so save you are sorry Please sign a rate- petition to get <laughs> save your sorry unlocked <laughs> 
please rate us five stars. Tell someone, write us a review. We have gotten some reviews and I want to say thank you so much to those people for leave, taking time out of their day, leaving our reviews. Thank we you so much. Um, I think that's everything. It is what it is and we're not changing. <laughs> Bye. Bye.